0: Marcus Burnett here with Brandon Clay to provide a, a program preview uh, via jumpoffplus.com. A specific subject, the University of Kentucky Women's Basketball Program. Brandon, how excited are you uh, to get to Lexington?
1: Are you kidding me? Uh, we're, we're talking right now, and we'll get to this, but maybe Big Blue Madness, man. I, I don't know. It's, it's crazy up there. I man, I, I've got to go check it out. They've got the program
0: rolling. Um, I'm excited, man. We've got to get it in. Most definitely, and I'm sure uh, Coach Matt Mitchell uh, has the same perspective. Talk about what he's been able to do uh, with this program up to this point.
1: Well, he got signed in 2007, and it's interesting. I, I remember kind of the buzz around it. and Everybody was like, wait, huh? <laughs> you know, when they made the, the coaching change there, and he came in with an energy and with a, a dedication right away to making that program better. And I, I don't think that people had any understanding or any real foreshadowing that they were going to be able to come in and do what it is that they do. I mean, he's got 114 wins already, you know, just in six seasons. So they've been at the Elite Eight two years in a row. He really has done a good job and, and the hallmark of of turning things around is, you know, your coaches being able to leave and then be able to go to other places, you know, whether it's Nia Butts to Arizona, Matt Intel to Ole Miss, uh, the coaching tree and, and things like that continue to grow. So it's been good.
0: Let's go from the head coaching position. Talk a little bit about the assistant coaching staff that's there at our Coach Mitchell's disposal.
1: Well, you've got, you know, Jeff House. We'll talk about the, the new face. You know, I actually knew Jeff from his time at Virginia. Uh, it's interesting. He was actually getting out of college coaching kind of as we were getting this thing rolling, we we shared that story with each other back in July. Um, You know, he'll come in and bring, you know, 25-plus years of experience to, to that staff. And then you've got Daniel Santos who played for Mitchell. Matt Mitchell was at Florida for a time as an assistant. She's done a really good job. You know, and then Coach Pillow has done a really good job with the post play, also does a lot of the recruiting stuff. So very diverse staff in terms of what each one brings to the table uh, I know that that Pillow's worked with Samari Walker and really helped her turn the corner after she transferred in from UConn. Obviously, House will bring a lot of the X and O stuff, and also the ability to help recruit. Uh, I know that he was on the road here over the past couple of weeks, and then Santos also does some recruiting. You know, and is able to help with the perimeter game. So all of them bring something different to complement Matt Mitchell. And at this point in Lexington, they're looking for a Final Four. You know, that staff is you know it's cool, man. We've been to the Elite Eight twice. That's great. Now now we want to turn the corner. Mitchell just signed a contract extension. I think it goes until I have my first child in like 2038 or something like that. So he's not going anywhere. You know, he, He's on very firm ground and has done a great job and earned that extension. And so now for them, it's going to be putting all those pieces together, taking the next
0: step and getting to the last weekend. Speaking of pieces, let's talk about the personnel pieces uh, and the landscape moving forward as far as the current roster and, uh, and just the outlook.
1: Well, they graduated, you know, Adia Matthews, uh, all SEC kid, tough loss, leading scorer, I believe, right at 16 a game last year. But they brought back a lot of quality pieces. You know, they'll have Denisha Stallworth and Samari Walker on the front line. Both of those kids transferred in, Stallworth from California, and then Walker transferred in, like I mentioned, from UConn so that, to be anchored with a senior front line, and then you've also got Samantha Drake also on that front line from in-state there in Kentucky. You've got three pieces now to help you offset the loss of that scoring. So if nothing else, defensively, you want to be able to try to get those points back from somewhere. Hey, man, if all else fails, we'll get it back defensively. You know, you've still got Asia Bishop Jr. post player there. So you've got a lot of size on the front line. Uh Brea Gross is back Goss excuse me is back from Indianapolis. That was an all-American in high school. They add Lene Harper this year. They add Michaela Epps. So a couple more All-Americans now in the backcourt to try to help spell that. You've still got Jennifer O'Neill, who was an all-American. Janae Thompson was an all-American. I mean there's a trend here. Yeah. They, they've got multiple kids who can play. And it's one of the reasons why I said, you know, it's kind of a if they had a, a van or a team bust, so to speak, you're gonna put Final Four or bust on that. Um, You know, you've really built this roster, and this program has been built for this type of season. You know, this is very much resembling a a roster. I know I mentioned California, but this resembles that type of roster from last year that Lindsey got had, with the depth that they've got at each position. You know, UConn's gotten the best of them two years in a row, and I'm sure you'd love to avoid UConn in the Elite Eight, but you've got to feel like if you're Matthew Mitchell, hey, no matter who it is we see this year in the Elite Eight, we can win that basketball game and we can get to that final weekend and be in Nashville right down the street from Lexington. Man, How cool would that be? You know the entire Big Blue Nation would stand up about two, two and a half hours from
0: home. Oh yeah, they'll love it. Now, uh, their schedule and the strength of it is definitely going to help them make sure they've tightened up by the time (laughs) uh, that Final Four time rolls, rolls around. Talk about that at a glance.
1: Are you kidding? I mean, they start with Marist on the road. You know, Marist was a tournament team and always one of the best mid-majors in the country year in and year out. They go on the road to them. They go on the road to Middle Tennessee State. They play Baylor in Arlington, Texas. They go on the road to the Paul. This is all before the first of the year, and then you throw in a home game with the Duke in there, another home game with Louisville. I mean, you're going to be battle-tested with six, maybe even seven quality games before you ever get to SEC play. But when you want to be that good, you know, you look at the schedules of the teams that make it to the final weekend, regardless of the gender, whether it's male or whether it's female, they all play multiple NCAA tournament caliber teams. You know, if you're Matthew Mitchell, you want to play nine to 12 of those types of teams, at least to make sure that you're ready. You're going to get a bit, you know, barring just things going around, going amok. You're going to get in. You want your seating obviously to be good, but once you get there, you want to have seen those situations, those late game situations where maybe you only have one timeout left at the four minute mark. Maybe you're having to play with a backup point guard because your starter's gotten into foul trouble. Your starter has the flu or an ankle sprain or any of the things that we know happen in this randomness that we call basketball, and they put themselves in that position. So the schedule speaks for itself in that regard. Plenty of NCAA
0: caliber heat, as we like to call it, there. And I can't wait to get on campus and hang out. Yeah, Rupp Arena, one of the most most historic places uh, where you can actually go and catch a game. Uh, talk about some of the possible dates uh, when you'll be down there.
1: Well, actually, one of those is at Rupp Arena, and that would be the Duke game on December 22nd. Actually, looking at, at that one, uh, you know, also looking at the Louisville game as well on December 1st. That's if I don't make it to Big Blue Madness on October the 18th. I'm just excited to to be in the mix. And when you look at what they've done. As a program, you know, I I talked about some of the freshman recruits that are coming in next year, a Michaela Epps, Gooden Rogers to come in and play in the post, Lene Harper, Gooden Rogers can shoot the trail three. They just have so much diversity in terms of what they've done, and even in the 14, getting Alyssa Rice yesterday was a a big deal. They really have done a heck of a job, And, and it'll be fun to see if they can put it all together this being the year. If they have the number five recruiting class last year, in the country and that 13 class is coming in with Harper and those guys and they should be right back in the top 25 again now with Rice with those kids there's no reason why they they're
0: not going to be in there they were at 25 before they picked up Alyssa Rice yesterday big things popping down there in big blue land Uh, While I'm sure it won't be the best part of your trip, you're going to really enjoy flying into Lexington Airport versus what you have to run into leaving Atlanta and dealing with Hartsfield-Jackson. You'll appreciate that experience, man. Maybe even tweet about it. (laughs) Thanks for joining us here on this Prospects Nation podcast. Marcus Burnett signing off with Brandon Clay. We'll catch you back here next time.